to the Prophecy Club. Let's talk about the elephant in the room today. Let's talk about the most important thing in our lives, and that is getting to heaven, getting to eternity. Uh, Because this world is coming to an end. I might add it's coming to an end pretty quickly. I had to take my car in for service, as we all do from time to time. Only this time, I took it in to a new guy because the other fella had left and went to another dealership. So I didn't know this guy, so we sat and talked a little bit. This is about the 34th time I've had to go into him. So we finally reached that point to where we could kind of talk a little bit. And he wasn't real busy at the time, and we were waiting on some other things, so I had a moment to talk to him. And so, I, you know, I asked him about where he went to church. And uh, matter of fact, maybe I, should, maybe I should talk about that a minute. And he started mentioning he goes to a church all the way down in Waxahachie, Texas, which he said actually is only about a 20-minute drive. And I said, well, let me ask you three questions. And I'm going to bet that every one of the questions, you probably are not going to give me the right answer. In other words, in terms of your church. That's not saying anything bad about your church. That's just saying that's the way American churches are. I said, so the first question is, is your church a 501c3? In other words, do you have board members? He said, "Uh, yeah, I believe they do. I said, well, that's actually not good, but let's go on to the second question. I said, next question, do they ever talk about the end times, you know, like Daniel and Revelation and Bible prophecy and things like that? Oh, no, 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 no. I said, so they believe in pre-trib? And there was this <laughs> blank look on his face, like, pre-trib? Is I said, okay, in other words, before any tribulation comes up, they believe that Jesus is going to come in the sky and suck them up into the sky, and they're not going to go through any trouble. And there was still a blank look on his face. I said, do you know what the tribulation is? And there was... <laughs> still a blank look on this guy's face. Now, this guy is like 45, 50 years old, four children, and he has never heard of the tribulation. He's been going to church all his life. He's never heard of the tribulation. He's never heard of the rapture, and I'm I'm shocked. And I said, okay, you do believe and know that Jesus is going to return, right? He said, yes. I said, well, the tribulation is the last seven years before he returns. I said, have you ever heard of the mark of the beast? And I think that by now it had reached the point (laughs) to where he didn't really want to say, no, we hadn't heard of the mark of the beast. So he said, yeah, I've heard of the mark of the beast, but I don't think he really had. So, I mean, unfortunately, this is the way a lot of Christians are. They go to church and I don't know what they're teaching or preaching there, but they're not getting anything. So we talked about that, but let me, let me go on to the third question here. I said, so the third question is, do they teach out of the King James Version or one of the more modern versions? There was another blank look on his face, and I said, okay. So when they're teaching or preaching and they read the Bible, they do read the Bible, yes. I said, well, when they read the Bible, does it have a bunch of these and thighs and thous in it, or does it all sound kind of like you and I talking right now? He said, no, it kind of sounds like you and I talking right now. I said, well, okay, in my opinion, then here's where you are. You, (laughs) I don't mean to offend you or anything. I said, but you are in trouble. I said, look, brother, I said, you have four children. You have a wife. You've never heard of the tribulation. You don't know what the mark of the beast is. I said, you're in trouble. 
I said, I don't know what church you're going to. And I said, I would love to be able to have a list of churches that are really good churches. I said, but uh, let me explain what your church is doing. So in that it is a 501c3, it is actually controlled by a group of lay people that are not called to the ministry. They're not called full-time. They're not called of God. Instead, they're probably business people who have been made board members, and they hire, they fire, and they tell your pastor what he will and what he will not preach, and they are the ruling group in your church. So the man of God is not ruling in your church, rather a bunch of businessmen rule your church. And so you run into a church where people are more concerned with filling the seats to fill the buckets that are passing than they are about people's souls going to to heaven. I said, now, that's not always the case. There are some good godly men that are called to serve the Lord as board members. I understand that. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. I said, now, the next thing, if they are not teaching you about the last days, if they're not talking from Daniel and Revelation, then you are not prepared. You're not prepared for the trouble that is about to hit the world, and consequently, it's going to hit you in the face, and you're probably going to make some very, very big, bad decisions. You will probably be taking the mark of the beast. And I said, now, <laughs> do you know what that is? And again, he said, yes, but I could tell in his face, he just was tired of saying <laughs> no. He didn't know, and so I began briefly explain to him about the mark of the beast. And I said, okay, the Bible says, and he causeth all. Both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond. About this time, he looks at me like, what are you doing? And I said, yes, I memorized the book of Revelation. I said, this is what I do for a living. I said, he causeth all, but small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, receive a mark in the right hand or in their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, for his number is six hundred, three score, and six, or six, six, six. And I said, now, a time is coming when everything that is purchased on the globe is going to be tracked. The time is coming when people will not be able to buy or sell unless they have a mark in the right hand or in their forehead. And I said, here's the problem. If they take that mark and they cannot remove it, they cannot undo it. They can't ask for forgiveness from it. If they take that mark, they not only do not go to heaven, they not only do not go into eternity, but the sad part is at their death, they do not die spiritually. Instead, their soul is tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, and it is total torment. Now, torment is total pain, excruciating, unbelievable pain, total torment for all eternity, and they're tossed there with the beast, which is the Antichrist, that's the worst guy that's ever lived on the earth, and Lucifer himself, Satan, the devil, and the false prophet. So they're tossed there with some really, really bad guys that are going to do some really, really bad things to them. And I said, you have got to get prepared. I said, now, here's the third thing. Your church is not teaching from King James. King James, in my opinion, and the opinion of well-researched people, is the most accurate, 
English version. And in some of the other versions, they have not just taken out a word or two or even a verse or two. They've removed entire chapters from the Bible. So it's pretty hard to find the truth when the truth has been removed and the devil is saying, oh, yeah, this is the Bible and it's not really the Bible. He said, what do I do? I said, well, I might be able to tell you, go to this church. I said, but, you know, I don't have churches that call me and say, hey, you know, I want to be on a list where you can send people over to my church. I said, I've written a book. So with that, I walked out and I went to my car. So I handed him a whole set of 10 of the Miss the Mark books. As you know, that's how we market them. We have them all shrink wrapped together in a set of 10. Why? Because... Hopefully you're going to read one, and I don't even think you'll get 10 or 15 pages into it, and you will definitely finish that one, and you will probably start handing them around to your neighbors, friends, church friends, pastors, okay? So anyway, I handed him the, the, the set of books, and he was very grateful. And I said, the only thing I ask is that you at least give it 15 or 20 pages, but I believe if you'll do that, you'll finish the whole book, and you'll be very excited. So I had to take a loaner home, and then the next day I came back to pick it up, and just as I was about ready to drive off, I said, so did you read the book? And all of a sudden, his face lit up, big smile across his face. He said, I hadn't finished all of it. He said, but that was very, very good. And he says, I am going to read uh, all of it, and probably I'm going to start handing those books around. Okay, so let's talk about it. Because of all the things in Christianity, the most important thing, of course, is to receive Jesus. Because if you don't accept him, you're not washed in the blood, your name's not in the book of life, and you're in a world of hurt. Okay, so let's talk about that. So here's the big question. What if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Well, if you're listening to this program, you probably would tell them. So the most important thing to do is to receive Jesus, but the most important thing not to do is do not take the mark of the beast. Oh, that's not going to be any challenge. Oh, you have no idea. The biggest challenge in your life, if your heart is beating right now, if you're going to live in, I'm going to say another five years, you are probably going to have the opportunity to deny Jesus. And this is what the prophecies say, both the Bible prophecies as well as the modern prophecies, because those taking the mark of the beast it is not going to be easy to avoid it. It is not. Matter of fact, most people that don't already know about it, that aren't already preparing their hearts, putting down roots into the rock so that when the rains come, when the winds blow, their house won't fall. If they aren't already doing that, high probability they will take the mark. Look, let me put it this way. If you are a joiner, in other words, if you kind of go along with what the media says, if you believe that, then you're a high candidate to take the mark of the beast. In other words, if you really believe that COVID is really bad, if you have bought the lie that the media has been selling, if you're wearing a mask, <laughs> I know sometimes you, you know they're making you, but, but again, that's, if you're taking a mask, then you bought into it. And if you took the vaccine, <laughs> you're in real bad trouble. Not that you took the vaccine. Matter of fact, I'm not even telling you not to take the vaccine. I'll tell you, I'm not taking Haven't taken. Matter of fact, I volunteered to give my particular vaccine shot over to Nancy Pelosi. I'm, you know, she can have two or three of them if she wants to. But I'm not taking it. 
Why? Because if you are a joiner, that means you go along with peer pressure. You going along, you're going to go along with what the world is telling you, what the world is doing. And I'm going to give you some things here to kind of check your, your heart on this. But if you're doing that, then you are a high candidate to also take the mark of the beast. If you are a joiner, in other words, if you go along with what the media tells you, if you believe those sort of things real easily, then you are a high candidate to take the mark of the beast. Let me explain it this way. For example, the yellow ribbons, the pink ribbons, remember how everybody was putting those on, put them on their lapels. It was people that were putting them on their, their bracelets and even some of them wearing around their necks. And my question is, how do yellow or pink ribbons, how does the whole tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree? How does all of that tie or relate to the mark of the beast? The answer is because it is getting you ready to be a joiner, to go along with what the status quo is, to go along with what they're told, telling you. For example, do you believe in all of the political correctness? Do you find yourself trying to reword some stop some statements and say it this way. We're not going to call a person this. We're going to call them this from now. If you're doing that, then you're believing what the conspiracy is telling you. You're going along with the media. If you'll go along with the media, wear the pink and the yellow ribbons, then they're preparing you to also do what they tell you to do. Take the mark of the beast. For example, Perhaps you remember a few years back when there was still people in the stands at NFL games and hockey games and even baseball games. They were having them wear pink armbands or pink shoes or pink wrist sweatbands because this was showing their concern for women and breast cancer. Well, again, there's nothing wrong with being concerned with women with breast cancer. That's a good idea. But the point is, they got you to do something to be a joiner. And that's the same thing that the beast is going to do. For example, vaccinations. Have you taken a vaccination? I went to play racquetball for the first time in four months due to my surgery and everything. And a bunch of the guys were talking about how they got the vaccines. And I walked over and I said, you took the vaccine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't even understand that. Because they... They, they're a joiner. They go along with whatever the conspiracy, whatever the crowd is doing. That should be a real red signal. That should be a red flag. How do tattoos relate to the mark of the beast? The Bible specifically says that we are not to mark ourselves. Leviticus 19.28, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you, I am the Lord. But tattoos relate to the mark of the beast because if we'll take that tattoo, a lot of it is to go along with our friends. Our friends get one and it's peer pressure. If you get a tattoo for that reason, then they're thinking, oh, well, it's just one more tattoo. You got that tattoo. This just another tattoo. Besides that, if you don't do that, you can't buy or sell. What about body piercings? You see, if you'll take a body piercing, if you'll take a vaccination, if you'll take a tattoo, if you'll wear a yellow or pink ribbon, then why not take the mark of the beast? It's kind of like, well, look at, you know, you smoke cigarettes. This is kind of like a cigarette. Just uh, try this. See if you like it. Well, you smoke cigarettes. Just, you do marijuana. Just think of it. This is more fun and a pill. 
Well, you smoke cigarettes, you smoke marijuana, you take the pills. This is just a more fun in a shot, an injection. It's called progressive evil. If they can get you to wear yellow or pink ribbons, if they can get tattoos on you, body piercing, vaccinations, pink armbands, and masks, and vaccinations, why, this is just another thing. But uh, if you don't take this one, you don't get to buy or sell. But this one is a whole lot worse. Why do you say that? Well, let me explain this exactly, because it's very important that you can remember. Maybe you haven't looked it up in the Bible, but I want to I want to drill this into your spirit so deeply so you will never, ever, ever take the mark of the beast. The best thing is get the book, miss the mark, don't take the mark of the beast. The most important thing to do, as we said, is to receive Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is do not take the mark of the beast because those taking the mark do not get soul death. In other words, when they die, when their body dies, the flesh and blood, when that dies, they don't die. Their soul is tossed into eternal torment. I'm going to read the scriptures that will prove that to you. See, after Jesus has returned and all time has been concluded, throughout all human history, there are only three groups of people. Those whose names are in the book of life who get eternal life. They get to live forever. The second group are those people whose names are not in the book of life. They get soul death. They are tossed into the lake of fire, which is body and soul death, according to Obadiah 1.16. I'll read that in a second, too. The third group, <laughs> the third group, that's the bad group. Those are the people who worship the beast, his image, receive his mark, or the number of his name. There's actually four things that we all must be very careful not to do. In other words, we can say, well, no, I'm not going to take the mark of the beast, but I'll worship his image. Then you got the same thing, okay? They are tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone. They are tormented day and night forever. I'll give you the scripture in a second. Day and night forever without soul death. If you take the mark of the beast, you can cut your hand off. You can chisel it off your forehead, but... You will not get eternal life. But how do you go about telling them? Well, the simple way is to give them the book, Miss the Mark, like I did, the guy that is the service advisor. Because, A, <laughs> they need to see it in writing, and you might not be able to quote all the scriptures and say all the right words at exactly the right time. Whereas the book? It shows them what the mark looks like. It shows them what the number of his name looked like. has all the scriptures all laid out there. It's designed to be given to someone that not only is not a Christian, but maybe they even have another God. It exposes the nine deceptions that the beast is going to use, maybe more, but at least nine of them, to deceive, if possible, even the very elect. See, the beast, he's going to be the best-looking, most handsome, most intelligent person that has ever lived on the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bible says that Jesus was a comely man. And, of course, he was not arrogant. He was not boastful. And so, although he had access to all intelligence, he didn't put it forth that way. That's not the case with the beast. He is going to be the person that everyone in the world is going to absolutely love. Every media is going to love him. Every broadcaster, all of the celebrities, everybody is going to say, this is God. This is the man God. Now, let me go through step by step 
and give you the scriptures. And even though you can't remember the scriptures, I want you to remember from this broadcast that absolutely positively this is written in the scriptures. What I'm telling you is true. And I'm going to read that scripture. Matter of fact, I may even read it twice because I want you to remember for the rest of your life, you cannot make these mistakes. You cannot do this. The first question is, is soul death real? <laughs> Some people believe, well, the soul can never die. Well, it won't die if its name is in the book of life. But if its name is not in the book of life, yes, they get soul death unless, unless they've taken the mark of the beast or worshiped the beast or his name or his image. Revelation 20, verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is second death or soul death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So remember, yes, if your name is not in the book of life, you will get soul death. You will be tossed into the lake that burns of fire and brimstone or your family, your daughter, your son, or your best friend or your husband or wife. If their name's not in the book of life, they will get cast into the lake of fire. That is soul death, unless unless they've taken the mark of the beast. That puts them into the third category. Now, let's go to the next point. Are they really tormented eternally? Can a, can a person, can a soul really be tormented for all eternity? Remember this. Yes, it can. Revelation 14.9 says, If any man worship the beast and his image, that's two things, the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or as in his hand. Now, that's three of the four. They shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and other. In other words, they are tormented for all eternity without escape, without chance of escape. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast, his image, and whosoever received the mark of his name. They do not get soul death. Let me say it again. As a matter of fact, let me read it again. And I'll read it carefully and slowly. It's important that you remember, if a person's name is not in the book of life, they do get soul death. But if they take the mark of the beast or worship his image, or receive his mark on his forehead or in the hand, or if they worship the, or if they take the number of his name. There's actually four things. Any one of those four things, they don't get soul death. I mean, getting soul death would be far better than being tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone with the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer and tormented. That's total pain, unbelievable pain that we cannot escape from. Revelation 14 9. If any man worship the beast and his image, now his image, that's probably a clone of him. And the clone points to the beast, the Antichrist, and says everybody got to worship him. So that's who the image is. And probably it's the current or a future pope. Probably. We don't know that for certain yet. If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, that's the right hand, they shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. No hope of escape. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image 
and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. No hope of escape. Now, where they are tossed is in the lake that burns the fire and brimstone with the beast, that's the Antichrist, the false prophet, and Lucifer. Here's the scripture. Revelation 20.10 And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. It says it twice, forever and ever. Can the soul be destroyed? Yes, absolutely, positively. Two verses. Matthew 10.28, Jesus speaking. Fear not them which kill the body, and are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him, speaking of Jesus, which is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. Obadiah one sixteen, For as you have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the heathen, those are people whose names are not in the book of life, drink continually, yea, they shall drink, they shall swallow down, and they shall be as though they had not been. Meaning, if their name is not in the book of life, they're tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone, and they get soul death. It's hard to believe that, well, if they get soul death, that's good. It's better than being tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, in case you have been taught, and many people have, Oh, no, no. Once you've accepted Jesus, once you're saved, you're always saved. Well, let me bust that bubble, too. We can walk away from Jesus. I'm telling you that there will be pastors that have made a a lifetime of winning souls to Jesus that will take the mark of the beast and will be tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone with the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer. That is going to happen. You can, you can lose your salvation. Here's the scripture. Ezekiel 3.20, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness which he hath done shall not, shall not, remember that, shall not be remembered. Meaning, you want to walk away from Jesus? Yep, you can. Sad to say, there's about to be a whole bunch of those fair weather Christians that are going to walk away from Jesus. Matthew 24.48, but and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord, delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite, that means to hit, his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant, Jesus, shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, in other words, divide him, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, or the sinners, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Meaning, Just because you accepted Jesus once does not necessarily mean you are always with him. The dead not in Christ are tormented until their judgment arrives, at which time they are tossed into soul death. Those in Christ report to the judgment seat of Christ on the final trumpets, and they get eternal life. Those not in Christ, meaning they died before Christ was even offered to them, All report to the great white throne, such as like Adam and Eve and Joseph and all those guys. They don't report to the judgment seat of Christ. They don't have an opportunity, or they didn't have an opportunity to receive Jesus. So they go to the great white throne, and they are judged based upon their works. The big question is, how do you tell them? You get them, miss the mark. In this, I expose the nine deceptions the beast is going to use, if it were possible, to deceive even the very elect. Revelation says, And I looked, 
And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass, and them that got victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name. There's four things. The book explains them and has pictures of two of them. We know what the mark of the beast looks like. We know what the number of his name looks like. We know it's in this book. You give this to your friends. Just ask them to read first 10 or 15 pages. You won't have to tell them after that. Once they read 10 or 15 pages, they won't put it down. This is their eternal soul. I don't care who they are, what God they serve. They read 10 or 15 pages. They'll finish the book and they'll probably get saved. They'll probably get radically saved and they will not take that mark of the beast. Now, here's the way it works. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. Yes, you can get one for 20, but don't do that. Get at least a set of 10 for 30 bucks. Or the better deal is get a, two sets of 10 for 50. That gives you 19 more copies to hand around. Chances are you know 19 other people that you do not want to see tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone with the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer and tormented day and night forever. So is that worth 50 bucks? Is that worth 50 bucks to have 19 copies to give away? I'm telling you, that's a great deal. That's a great deal. Next thing you should do. I honestly believe that we're in the last days. I honestly believe that the sevenfold miracles are about to show up on the earth. That's why we're having sevenfold miracle crusades. You go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. And in case you haven't heard, Texas, which is where we're holding the crusade, has just lifted the mask routine. And so now we have plenty of room. So if you'd like to come, go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and get signed up to come.